Hello, this is Nia Marie, and you are listening to The Inky Comet. With everything going on in the world right now, you all know that my heart has been bleeding for black women. I've been thinking about what I can do, what I can share, what space I can create to help alleviate our burden, to make our walk a little bit easier. So self-care for me made sense because I truly believe that self-care is how is key to our survival. It's key to our liberation and it's key to our collective revolution. And I believe in the power of self-care because I believe in the power of us. I believe in black women and I really believe in black women who love, believe and take care of themselves. And so this episode is a challenge to us all to think critically about how we were taught to view our relationship with self and how we can improve. Because life is all about improvement. It's continuous change. It's about continuous evolving. Not that we need to be in this rush to grow, but in the sense that black women, are we taking care of ourselves? Are we putting ourselves first? And are we having the hard conversations with ourselves? So with that, I want to introduce you all to my new series. What is self-care for the black woman? And this the first episode is featuring Miss Khadijah Taylor, whom I love dearly. I hope you enjoy. And because I'm not going to give you an outro this time, please be sure to like and follow the Inky Comment on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on Spotify and, you know, like, leave a few ratings. <laughs> In the meantime, enjoy. So I'm really excited to be chatting today with Khadija on my new recording system. Holla, y'all hear that? It sounds like butter. <laughs> if you're right I'm like honestly because you know Khadija I've been like I was recording with my phone for many years and then we we transitioned to zoom and now we have actual equipment so there's a lot to be grateful as you were just saying (laughs) we are leveling up which is great investing in ourselves the focus of this episode being on self-care and specifically self-care for black women I really wanted to talk to I just I really have wanted to talk about this because there's just a lot going on in the world. There's always so much going on in the world, but there's always has been so much going on for black women too, you know? So in the same way that it's like when white America catches the cold, you know, black America catches the flu, that could be also increased. Even just thinking about like, what is the exponential toll that these types of crises take on black women um, in various Mm -hmm. settings, whether it be families and whatnot. So I think it's important that we talk about self-care and especially with you, Khadija, because I feel like you've had experience with, I think self-care is like a never-ending journey, but it's one that you have to be like actively present and engaged with, even though mm-hmm. we all are engaging and we're doing some type of self-care. I think the part of doing it well is that you are actively engaging in the process. And I just feel like you've always been someone that's actively engaged in it <laughs> from what I've known Aww, you know, in you. terms of like thank taking you. care of yourself because it's real. Like as black women, we need models for taking care of ourselves. Absolutely. I totally agree with you about that. Yeah. So what is, I guess we can start out. How do you define self-care? What has been your journey with it? Um, I, you know, I would say 
my journey with self-care has been uh, a lot of up and down. Um, I think in my early 20s, um, I thought self-care looked a lot like what you were actually doing, some activity, and I don't believe that that's not necessarily true now. Um, So self-care for me many years ago was probably um, making sure I could go to a spa, get a pedicure, get my nails done, you know, uh, keeping my hair done, a lot about kind of the aesthetics. You know, I don't think I had a really deep understanding of self-care. But almost 20 years later at 39, for me, uh, my biggest form of self-care is uh, honesty. Mm. Like my ability to be honest um, about what's happening with me and um, my interactions with other people. You know, how I get to uh, share my honesty and who I share that with. So. Um, that's my biggest uh, form of self-care and self-love, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, just just being honest sometimes to be able to say, you know, today is just not a good day, you know. Um, and having people around that I love and care and uh, can trust to share, you know, the intimate details of what may be bothering me, you know. Yeah. Um, and just holding boundaries, another form of self-care for me at this point, are like loving boundaries, you know, uh, the ability to say no without feeling guilty, you know, and feeling as if I owe an explanation for why I'm choosing to not do something, you know, so. I really like that you call out the transition from like the things you do to actually like ways of being, you know, like you maybe mm-hmm. early on, it's easy or not easy, but I think maybe we, maybe that's like the transition that we, that is good for folks or people that people need in terms of like, um, just like interrupting their day to focus on themselves so that they can then mm-hmm. move into being more intentional to being like, honesty is my self-care you know Mm -hmm. like you know first you start being Mm -hmm. like okay my self-care is meditating because I'm taking this time away from you like you know maybe that's like the practice of it because I feel like I just resonate with that because self-care initially started out very much like materialistic in that way or just soft you know it was just like the the things that made me feel good and not necessarily the things I needed to do. And I think a lot of times the things you need to do don't feel good, you know? And if your self-care only feels good, then it's probably not self-care, you know? (laughs) At least not all the time. At least not all the time. And I think maybe it's indulgence. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. And I think the other reason why um, I think in particular uh, Black women uh, perhaps struggle with self-care and self-love is if uh, we didn't have uh, necessarily the greatest examples of that. Yeah, you know, when sure. I think about my mother, um, I think about my grandmother, just the women in my life. Um, for the most part, I just saw a ton of sacrifice all of the time. And I didn't get to see them have a lot of um, personal joyful moments, you know, uh, I never, like, it was very rare that I can recall my mom just getting away to be with herself, you know, or doing something just for herself. I don't know if I ever saw her do that, actually, as a kid. I think now um, I see her do it, you know, uh, more. 
but I don't think I ever saw her do that as a child. Um, the one person in my family that I did see do a lot of self-care and self-love and still do is my aunt. Um, she's always just taken really good care of herself. And I think as a child, it might have seemed selfish, right? I feel like that's another message that we are, I think as women in general, um, but we're talking about black women receive like when when you do things for yourself and they're and it's just about you it's often it's often interpreted as being selfish you know instead of self-full as Inyala Vazant um once said you know yeah you know, your cup that scripture talks about your cup runneth over she was saying you know your cup is for you everything that's in the cup is for you and everything that overflows is for other people so if you're pouring out of your cup to other people she said that you actually make them a thief and you find yourself in resentment and you're angry often because you're giving the things that God has given you to be self-full. And so that was just so, I remember hearing that maybe maybe three or four years ago and it was just so powerful and just life-changing for me to just see like, you don't have to be a cup that's constantly emptying itself out, you know, to be... Uh, kind, you know, I've always considered maybe self-care is selfish, yeah. and so it was always important to me to want to be a kind person, and it's just led to not the, not the best uh, girl. Because <laughs> the <best> <laughs> then you got all these feelings, you angry, other well, girls like, why the hell yes, are you so damn mad? What mad happened? As hell, right? And you're like, what do you mean what happened? A lot has happened, actually. <laughs> a lot has right. happened, okay? Over a period of time. You have not noticed, because I haven't said anything, because, you know, right. it goes into like, this whole thing. But you go, like, you talk about putting yourself first, like, in black women and black women in our families. Like, what? That is so unheard of. Like, Khadija, I just can't even, like, when I think about my mom, you know what I mean? When I think about my yeah, grandma, but as you were talking, I'm just like, what? There has never been a moment that I've ever seen my mom put herself first, which is insane. It's so crazy. No. Like ever. I know. With four kids. No. I just like, how could you? Right? Or not how could you? You should have mm-hmm. like, you know, the world should make space for you too. But I just think about now, like sometimes as I struggle through just, you know, just the day to day struggles. And I just think about like the added pressure that my mother felt just being a young mom of, of four <laughs> like, that's right and then it's you a also lot, just right? had a son that I went like with a life-threatening illness like it's insane and right. it is no wonder that we don't know how to kind of care for ourselves like when we see when that's we have right. these role models even historically when we just think about just like the legacy of slavery you know what I mean like mm-hmm. these spaces for black women in particular safe spaces yeah. have never existed yeah. like until now like we are actively creating safe space in our society for black women because up until now they have been property you know what I mean they have been like at the will of their white masters at the you know the will of their husbands that are dealing with their own frustrations in society that then come home and take it out on them you know they're dealing with the frustrations of raising a family and then struggling against poverty and illness like it's crazy it's just like there's no models for it and like we right now are trying to create a world, create a system that like honors our humanity at the most basic level <laughs> yes. and the most basic but level think... of self honoring. I don't know. Mm. Mm. No, no, no. That's right. But I think right now is a, I mean, I think everybody's over the pandemic, right. In some form or fashion, but yeah. I think this was a wonderful time 
to reset because you have to actually be with yourself. And I think sometimes self-care, we look at self-care as a way to actually escape ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we want to do something for ourselves, but it's like, how do we escape our reality? I think sometimes it's important to sit with yourself, really analyze what's happening and decide what you're going to change Mm -hmm. and what you're not going to do anymore, you know, and figuring out the kind of life that you want to live, who you want to be a part of it, you know, what brings you joy, what brings you happiness, you know, what things make you feel loved and um, secure and stable if those things are, you know, uh, mean something to you or I think it's just time for us as black. Here's what I know. Nobody's ever going to give that to us. No. Uh-uh, girl. You know? got to take it. No. <laughs> yes. And I think. Right. You know, I'm no ready. I'm like, we got to take it. You. Let's go get it. Yes. But I think that is, that's, that's, I think that's the most important part. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's your responsibility to make sure yes. that you are a priority. You know, yes. I've had to learn that most, honestly, in my relationship, in my marriage. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, all right, he loves me and I love him, but I can't look for him to give me and provide me with something that I need to first provide for for myself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think, um, I think that's another reason why Black women in particular you know, struggle is because we are looking outside of ourselves for the things we know we we want and need. And it's like Girl. having to reprogram how I think about feeling loved. Like nobody needs to love me better than I love myself has been like so difficult to be honest with you. You know what I mean? Because we're always taught to look outside of yourself for those things. It's especially in uh, romantic relationships, you yeah. know what I mean? Like this, this other person should be bringing so much into my life and I should be feeling this way every time I'm around you. And I'm just like, all right, I'm not an expert. I'm only five years into this marriage thing, but I can tell you yeah. <laughs> that ain't, that ain't what it is, you know? So making sure like just carving out, like that's why I think I start with honesty because for me, self-love has started there like how do I actually love myself if I'm not even honest about the things that make me feel loved and the things that actually don't make me feel loved yeah you know Mm -hmm. even if that means people that have been in my life for forever like maybe that's about adjusting even how that looks you know the identifying the you know the toxic relationships in my life you know yeah, like no, all that no. kind of stuff. It's so real. Like, <laughs> I think going back to what you're saying about like what, why black women, we struggle with the self-care and the self-love with self-love. I think it goes to the self-care, right? Like, <clears throat> do we love mm-hmm. ourselves enough to like take care of ourselves? Right. And like that maintenance, not no. like do we, but have we been taught that that is a part of it? And it's like, no. And then you enter into a no. relationship and to your point, but then a relationship it's not like peaches and cream because you there's someone else there. You know, there's work and there's like That's continuous right. work. And I think that continuous work and the success of that work is dependent on your relationship with self-care and relationship with self. I don't know. I just and I speak yeah. from personal experience because, you know, I've been in this long term relationship. We're now at a point where we're like we've, we've broken up and uh-huh. I can reflect on and I can see how my mm-hmm. 
that disconnect from myself, that disconnect of like the importance of self and like the maintenance of self and just like yeah. all of that has like leads to an inability, you know, that, that I mean, it, it impacts how well you can be, how good of a partner you can be ultimately, yes. you know, like ultimately, and that's the crazy part. No, it does. Like, how can this, how can this do it? And I'm, I'm grateful. I mean, we love each other. We're still working things out. You know what I mean? We're taking space to work on ourselves, yes. thankfully. But, you know, while being in this relationship, it, I've learned so much because this has been my, you know, first very serious relationship, which is very interesting, you know, to have one so late in life, like ha to having yeah. after dated. And yeah. there's a lot of things like intimate things like that, that I just didn't know. And I wonder if other people enter in relationships knowing about it. Is it because you no. saw it? You know what I mean? Did you see it in your parents? Did you see it in your family members? Did you see it in your mm -hmm. mother? You know, but like, I just like wonder, cause I feel there's so much in this relationship in relationships in general mm -hmm. that I just don't know. I don't know. And maybe that's mm -hmm. the human experience. <laughs> No, I no, I think it is, but I think it's I think it's absolutely what you said. I think it's a combination of the two. Yeah. I think one where um as black women, like instead of the self care message, I think we're I think it's almost like a rite of passage to suffer. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Hello like here. and to be the superwoman while you suffer is like the stamp of being a strong black woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh I've been through this, I've been through this, but I'm still here, you know. Yeah, God wouldn't put it on me if it wasn't too much. Like all these words that we use to um, express the essence of being a black woman, yeah. you know? And it's like, I think we need to re-examine those types of conversations. I'm a big believer in uh, the words that you say become reality. They I do. think you absolutely create your world. And so when you say things like, you know, uh, I guess that's just what it's like being a black woman, you know, or, you know, I guess because we're the strongest, you know, well, everybody's depending on me. Well, what else do I, ha what other option do I have? Like, uh-uh, no, 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 no. Girl. I think it's really time to just, just be like, no, I'm going to take that language out. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> cut that shit off. <laughs> no, like. I want someone in my life who's going to be a partner equally, mm -hmm. you know, not someone that I'm feeling like I'm having to bring more to the table. You know what I mean? Right. No, I don't. You like call those things. Call, tell the truth. Here it is. Tell the truth. And you know what I mean? Like, like, what is your healing that you need to do to even be present and intimate with your partner too? You know, not in like a physical yes. sense, but emotionally, like girl, that is a, yes. can we talk about just like, just the trauma that black women endure, the trauma that I've endured, I'm speaking from first, per first person experience, has impacted yeah. my ability to be vulnerable with people. You know what I mean? In a very real way. Absolutely. Both friendship, familial, relationship, in my relationships. You know what I mean? Trust is a thing. Absolutely. And so, like, if you don't do the intentional work or see it from that end, like, it's going to show up. And these are just things that I, because the, the, this, these are things that the superwoman narrative leaves out. Because I think the superwoman yes. narrative also, and even in our stories, like, and again, maybe because I'm, you know, on the, we, I've been reflecting on this, but even in like the waiting to excels or how to get a man, like all of those movies, mm. like they, mm -hmm. they leave out the, there's such an incomplete picture of being a black woman, woman, because they leave out the mm -hmm. work that we have to do, you know, and not that like they need to <laughs> d depict it, but they leave out that like, 
we don't know everything. And I think sometimes when we watch these movies that are supposed to be empowering and inspirational in terms of like, this is the love you get, not the ones that I named. <laughs> like, I'm struggling with mm-hmm. what I want. No, but you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Like they mm-hmm. don't, they never focus on our journey and our evolution as black women. They always show the evolution of black men, maybe no longer wanting to cheat, feeling like he could settle down X, Y, Z. But just in terms of like mm-hmm. the journey that we have to do, it's not as documented. I, I even just I the documenting the documenting of love of black women like we need to document that like film like mm-hmm. people listening like document this like what is the work that we do and I think that's why people love Issa Rae and Insecure and also I'm forgetting mm-hmm. her name but the woman who wrote I May Destroy You and um bubble shoot, bubble gum or whatever that that show is on Netflix I'm forgetting her name but for, she's from there. Oh, I know what you're talking she's about. African. Oh, yeah. She's such a wonderful actress. She's so uh, dope. And she's hella talented. She's written oh two shows. Chewing Gum is the name yeah. of the show. Is it Michaela? Yeah, Chewing Gum. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is it Michaela? Yeah, I can't her name. She's Ghanaian, I yeah, think. Yeah, she's Ghanaian. Ghanaian. Yeah, yeah, from like yeah. the UK. Something yeah. like that. But yeah, just like, that's why I love those shows because they show us as like imperfect, imperfect, excuse me, and not just mm-hmm. like this superwoman that has it all together and knows how to love. Because... I, because I don't know when we're stuck in this strength and we're just being strong all the time, we're still out of touch with our emotions. Like that, there is work for us to be done. And maybe I'm just like painting my experience on all black women, but that's been my personal experience at least. No, I think I think no, I don't think you're doing that. I think uh, I think if black women are honest, it may not show up the exact same way for all of us. Yeah. But there is absolute um, that storyline in all of our stories, regardless of how it plays out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like. I'm not a mother, you know what I mean? So yeah. there's a whole, being have to be strong mother, you know, there's some women who aren't married yet, there's being strong yeah. wife, you know, there's uh, being the strong sibling, there's being um, the strong co-worker. I mean, there's all these different um, forms that we have to show up with the strength hat on. Yeah. You know, and... I think our self-care and our self-love needs to start with, like, just taking it off. Yeah. And like you said, um, being able to just be like, I'm human, just like the rest of you. <laughs> and I'm lost, you know. Right. And I'm, yeah, I'm discouraged a lot, you know. And I want you to have the same feeling where you're like, I don't know the next step to take. I need you to look at me and know that I experienced that as well. But I think that's part of also the being humanization of black bodies and I don't want to necessarily go down that road but absolutely also around (laughs) the black woman you know what I mean like she's okay she's all right and all those things flesh out in I mean look at I mean look at look at all the black women that died just because we're birthing humans into the world do you know what I mean like there's a reason behind that you know like we don't experience pain at the same rate, you know, um, that our voices are not heard, you know, just in that one situation, you know, like, oh, you're fine. And you're like, no, I'm bleeding out and I may die in the next couple hours. And like, that is somebody's story, you know. Um, and we all probably feel that, like, how many times have you gone to the doctor? I know I have told them that something is wrong and like them absolutely not believe you <laughs> and like you have to oh, go absolutely. back multiple times and you're talking about people like yes. you know the, getting off work to go to the doctor is a challenge in the first place and then you're not even going to help me on my first attempt so now I have to yes. even like we have to negotiate care but like we negotiate yeah. care on so many minor levels too it's at the massage yeah. parlor it's at this you know what I mean like yes. it's in the nail absolutely. shop it's like it's literally all in all of these different spaces and you know 
going back to what you're saying earlier about the pandemic, it has been such a blessing because it is like an uncovering, like, hey, you cannot, for the most part, I think, you know, yeah. the larger society is like, okay, racism exists. Like, whereas before it was an argument, you know what I mean? Of like, whether yeah, or not it's definitely. happening. But what are we going to do as individual black women to own our own liberation? And that's really what this episode is about. It's just our liberation happens at the individual level before it can happen collectively. And before we wait for anybody else to give us liberation, I think it's like looking at yourself and being like, what do you need? And it's really interesting because recently what I've needed has been confidence, which is different Mm -hmm. different from what I would think in terms of self-care. But I have just needed confidence to own my shit and just be like, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) You know what I mean? In all instances, (laughs) in all spheres of life, apply it to wherever you want. I insert, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's just the the Mm -hmm. energy I've just needed because this world will like make you second guess yourself for every little bitty thing. And I have I have what I'm realizing as I enter in my 30s is like I need fear ferocious I want to be as ferocious as possible. I want to be fierce. I have over the years made myself so small because people have been made so uncomfortable by me. You know, yeah. like that is such a real thing that I I think it's so ridiculous that it's something that even takes up space in my mind. But just from a mm. young child in elementary school, just always being told you're too much, you're too this, you're too that, just taking up too much space. So even now, when I know that I know what the fuck I'm talking about, I'll act as if I don't mm. because I'm impa- I'm nervous about what my light will make you feel. And I don't need to worry about how mm. my light makes you feel. Whether you get burned no. or you're warmed by it, I shouldn't give a fuck. <laughs> Truly, excuse, my, excuse the language, but I just need to come with that fierceness. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm speaking it because for myself, I want more. And and I'm I'm leveling up in 30. I'm going to, I'm not taking this with me. This fear of how other That's people beautiful. feel around me about my talent. I can't, I have, I don't have nothing to say about that or me in general. I have nothing to say about that. And I think maybe part of that is not everyone's going to like you and that's more than fine, you know, and just really being okay with, and you know, a lot of people might not like you and that's okay. (laughs) Yes. And I think that's part of the self love, self care story. To be honest with you, it's like, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. It's not your job to make people uh, feel warm and fuzzy. You know, it's not your responsibility that people um, understand you, you know, and uh, find interest in figuring you out. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're not displays in a museum. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is not what this is. Like, if you don't like me, like you said, that's fine. You know, Uh, if you don't want to hear what I have to say, that's actually okay, too. But like you said, it's not going to keep me from not speaking. So... For me, all of it is about the honesty story. Yeah, and I mean blatant. I mean blatant honest. And I don't. I think sometimes people get blatant to me, like rude. It's not about. It's not about rude, but it is about me being honest, regardless of whether or not you're comfortable with what exactly. I'm saying and how I'm feeling. This is still my truth, you know. And I, I just believe black women, we need to do better about doing that mm-hmm. with everyone and we know do. that it starts with us individually and then you ask the question you said to me and I thought was really powerful you were saying um, how to individually how do we show self-care but then also with one another as black women and I'm just going to say the one word that always comes up for me is just like kindness Girl. with each other and I mean like 
like kindness. And I know I get it. Everybody ain't going to get along. Okay, that's fine. But I'm taking that off the table. I think in general, when you see another black woman, it should just, there should be an energy of like kindness and just, I just want to let you know, if nobody else sees you, like I see you, like let's see each other. You know what I mean? Like you should be able to come in. I should be able to come into a room. And most times you enter into a room um, as a black woman, you're invisible sometimes, you know, a lot of times you yes. feel that way or people make you <laughs> feel that way, right? Make you feel that way often, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Um, but when you see another uh, black woman there, it should just be like, if nobody else acknowledges us, I just want to let you know, I'll acknowledge you and vice versa. Yes, like we will you know? acknowledge each like, other. Yes, like I see you. I literally see you. You look beautiful today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like going out of our way to just big up each other. You know what I mean? If it's not coming from other people, we can give it to ourselves. You know, I see you. You looking fly. I see you. I saw the work you did. It's amazing. You know what I mean? Or that uh, post you made. It's so encouraged me. It's what I needed to hear today. All those, all those things that seem small are super impactful to the human experience, regardless of gender and and race, ethnicity, culture, all that kind of stuff. Like when you tell someone the best things about themselves, it just, it does something to them. You know what I mean? It gives them something and we should do that for each other because oftentimes you're not going to get it outside of that. You know what I mean? Like, and we should feel confident to do that. Yes. And we shouldn't feel ashamed. And I feel like maybe more of us would want to do those things, but we feel like there's a fear of if I say something, is she going to be upset? Because she feels like I'm just talking to her because she's another black woman. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing. Sometimes don't just talk to me. And I'm just like, what? What do you mean? We should. And like, who cares if we are talking to each other? Because other people are able to gather in these ways. Why are we holding ourselves? You don't want to gather like this? Like, are you being fully honest with yourself in full honesty do you always feel seen truly and that's yes. and if you and if you do then that's then whatever i more power to you but i think you live in a reality that a lot of us don't have the pleasure of living in <laughs> you yes. know like and i'm not gonna feel ashamed that i am speaking to you and yes. honoring you and and no. and showering you with praise because you're another because you're another black woman. i don't feel I'm, like, I'm not gonna feel, feel about that yeah, I'm not going to do that. And if someone asks me why I do that, because she's another black woman, period. Like, it's just the end of the story. Yeah. And I don't have to, and I'm not, here's the other part, and this is just an overall, especially with uh, the just the energy of the world and everything that's happening with black lives right now. Like, that's not my job to explain to you why I'm going out of my way to do that. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm actually not going to do that either. So, yeah, I spoke to Monique. Because Monique is a black woman. <laughs> and I know that Monique on her way to work today probably wasn't told how great she looked. Girl, mm-hmm. And you know what else? Monique did a presentation today and nobody probably told her how great she did. <laughs> amazing and fantastic and revelational it was. And so yeah, I'm going to say all those things to Monique. Girl, I'm you- not going to worry about Terry. Because Sarah already told Carrie and Mark already told Carrie. You know what I mean? In front like, of everybody in the room. Like, let's talk about everybody. the different scales yeah. of, like, recognition. Yeah. And also just as you were talking, I was reflecting on thinking about how many times throughout 
black women's lives they've been passed up on whether it starts in elementary school when they're applying out for trying out for a school play these these little Mm -hmm. moments add up over time you know what i mean and it's i we just we need to be able to be honest about our experiences also right like being honest about being Mm -hmm. passed over like viola davis when she was talking about how she has all of the same credentials as you know these Mm -hmm. white actresses and they getting paid Mm -hmm. twice as much as her and she's she's getting passed over for roles that is the story of literally all black women it truly is in whatever field that's that is us that is our story of being overqualified and still not being seen and still in the same breath being torn down by other black people black men and black women Mm -hmm. alike because we're mm-hmm. buying into these this narrative that we are not enough and that we're not good That's enough right. and we're not we're buying into this idea that we can't see our own greatness and so it is like to the, for me to your point yes we need to absolutely demonstrate kindness and it's something I've been trying to challenge myself too and in what ways have I been caught up in this I don't know and how we've been socialized with each other to be so quick using the power of my tongue to not be speak kindness and life into another woman you know what I mean but really to speak hard on to her and really challenging myself to be like hey Nia you're you really flipping right now like what's wrong are you does this warrant this (laughs) you know what I mean because that's right because that's when it that's when it matters that's when it's important it's when you are the angriest how are you treating people when you're the angriest or the most upset that's right do you have control because even when you're angry, people still know the difference between popping off between, you know, a white man and a black woman. People still in all their, you know what I mean? The same way that police officers know how to de-escalate harmful situations with white people while at the same time killing right. black men with their knee on their neck for eight minutes. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so it's not like That's we're not, right. we are, we have willpower, you know, we have choice in these matters mm-hmm. and it's a matter of, hey, checking in with yourself so you can be aware and recognize, yo, I'm perpetuating some bullshit right now. And so that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> it is for all of us. No, Again, that is individual so right. action. <laughs> and yes, that leads to a collective change yes. in how we deal with each other in large forms. You know what I mean? Just in our everyday lives. Like, um, I just remember my grandparents are from the South. Mm. And so I just remember growing up, always seeing them speak to other black people. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, um, like, that's a practice that I don't necessarily think is lost, but definitely what I've heard from other African-Americans in Denver often that may have moved to Denver from other places, you know, that are predominantly African-American communities are like, do y'all speak to each other out here? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to get to a place, and I think it's important that we get to a place, especially with all that's going on, that we get back to collective kindness with each other. Mm -hmm. Like making sure that everybody on the outside knows that somebody is watching everywhere we're at. If I'm there with you, whether I know you or not, I'm watching for you. Yes. And I'm, I'm checking for you. And you're not going to be lost in this um, this sea of folk, and something's not going to happen to you without you having a witness. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I just feel like it's time, and that's for me. That's another part of self care. You know what I mean? And self love is to know. And I feel like that's why other people walk around and feel pretty okay and comfortable, right? When you're in other places that you're unfamiliar with, it's you think about even when you travel. I remember I. First time I went overseas, I think I was 21. 
And technically I was by myself. I was with a group of people, but I was by myself. And I just remember how nervous I felt, not just being somewhere foreign, but also knowing that my black skin has the same resistance everywhere in the world versus my white counterpart that were just walking through everywhere like it's great it's wonderful I'm like wow what a kind of freedom and self-care and self-love practice to feel comfortable everywhere you go girl at such a young age at such a young age you know what I mean to see an entire world around you that looks different from what you're familiar with and doesn't even reflect yourself back to you and still feel like you're important and still feel like you're seen. You know what I mean? I remember in those moments feeling even smaller than what I normally yes. felt, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think that's part of how people have been taught and socialized to even see you as a person that deserves love, right? Just for being human. And deserves a certain amount of care just for being human. Which is why I think we have to give it to each other. You know what I mean? And I mean hands down give it to each other. Regardless of what's going on. You know? Like, no, I see you. I see you. How are you doing today? Good morning. You know, good afternoon, good evening. You look beautiful. Or I love this. I pulled up this topic um, maybe a couple weeks ago. And uh, Stephanie and I were driving down the street and we pulled up to a stoplight and um, a black lady and a friend of hers were at, in a, the car next to us. And she looked over the car, our windows were down, and she said, hi, black people. Hey, I love to see black people. It's good to see you guys. Yes. And I smiled to myself and I said, it's so good to see you too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was a brief moment, but it was just a moment of like, and I, I told Seth, I really want to be able to feel and feel that way every day and to, and to populate the world with like that kind of interaction in our community. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's yes. just good to see you just because there's no reason. For me, that was someone giving me love. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was like, a checking to me of like mm, self-care is about you and it's equally about others and this stranger pulled up to you and just said it's good to see your black face today <laughs> right Hello i don't here. know but it's so good to see your black face today it's good to see you be safe it's good to see you look like you're happy it's good to see you um just living it's good to see you and i don't think people understand what it's like to not be seen you know what I mean and I know that's like what black women carry all the time so when when someone says to you like it's good to see you it's not just like see you but like I see you I I absolutely see all the parts of you I see that you may be hurting you know I see that this may be a great day for you you know I see that you may be shining today or I see that your light looks a little dim either way I'm telling you it's good to see you so, and it's good. I'm not rolling my eyes. Yeah. I'm not, I haven't no. been dreading seeing you. I haven't been, no. you know, I'm not avoiding your eye contact. It is like no. I am making a connection with you. I feel yes. like you are worthy of human connection beyond acknowledgement, yes. too. You know what I mean? And that's the other yes. piece, too, that is just like, and that's why I wanted to just, I, I feel like right now we, 
as black women, we have to be so intentional about this conversation and this practice of self-care and communal self-care yeah. between us, because, yeah. you know, if, if, if we don't do it, nobody's going to, and nobody has Definitely. black men aren't going to do right. it. They're not going to do it. They haven't done it. And as painful as it is, as as much of a disappointment as it feels like, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. we have to take that energy and put it back into ourselves, pour into each other without shame and without feeling like guilt. Or am I being reverse racist because I'm loving on other black people? Fuck no. Are you serious? (laughs) What part about that? And here's the best part. We what? couldn't be if we wanted to. Hello, you know and then, then, I mean? then like there's that. By the, mere, by the mere definition of racism, like we couldn't Girl, if we wanted to. I, what and power, here's the what thing. power do we have over others? None. And here's truly. the thing. I'm not going to feel like, damn the feel. Here's the facts. Because it's not you. about feeling. Yes. The facts are, you all do this all the time. And guess what? You should. Mm-hmm. You should. You absolutely should do that to one another as white people and other people, whatever. That is what community is. The group you belong to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you should do that. I don't think it's odd for a white man to see another white man and not say, hey, I don't think. I don't think something's wrong with that, actually. I mm-hmm. actually don't. Yeah. And you should equally not think something's wrong for me to see you, Nia, and be like, hey, girl, what's there's actually nothing wrong with that. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, it's two humans so... interacting who have a similar shared experience. They have a similar shared it. experience. And we, this when you have, a, and this is a part of community and building relationships. And if we continue to deny ourselves, we're denying our actual experience and the, like, and how right. true it is. Also, That's just for right. black women, the world is doing a lot. They're not looking out for us, but we really got to start looking out for us. You know, stop Absolutely. denying your experience. Absolutely. Stop denying your voice. Yes. That's why I'm like, yes, I got to be confident because when I'm not confident, I'm a damn lie. I'm lying about how great yes. I am, how blessed I am, and how gifted the Lord has been for me, truly. like, And not to take it there, but yes. that's really what it is. Like, You are literally denying yeah. the life, that the universe, the spirit has put into you when you, when you, when right. you deny your existence and your experience. Mm-hmm. It's all hand in hand. Mm-hmm. We got to move to self-care beyond the hair shop. Because I love the hair shop. I ain't been in the hair shop in months. I do too. <laughs> I listen, and I think but it's important because you know what, and, and I want to say that because I think we, yeah. I think we sometimes criticize that kind of woman. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be the first to say I love to see, in particular, and I love this, um, this energy that's happening right now where it's like this, like no, we're fly, we get in shape, you know what I mean? Yes. Like we do all these things, we because we do Black do these live. things, we are and dynamic. I love to see that these things are happening, like. I love it. And I love to see the woman that's like, I keep my nails done. I keep my hair done. I keep my makeup fly. If those are the things, your daily practices that make you feel your best self, I am not going to be that black woman that's like, why she always got to be looking cute? Why she thinks she got... <laughs> right? Stop that. Right? That's you can look cute. As long as, as, long as you're not that. talking about me, I don't care what you do. That's that's my energy. That's Girl, right. you want to wear your heels? And that's bullshit. Do that thing. And that's bullshit. It is. And so much of that is because you haven't figured out how to do that for yourself yet. Exactly. So you feel uncomfortable. Don't feel tear challenged. Her down, don't feel challenged. That's right. <laughs> and go ask her. Yes. If you need some directives, I think you are an amazing dresser. Like I, 
during your outfits of like I would love to get some tips. You what know what I mean? Shot? Like, is this something that? Yes, I'm not kidding. I'm saying this is. I think this is the narrative that has to change. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we bring so much. And then we should talk about this too, as, as black women, like this way of like how we, like it's like a caste system with black women. Do you know what I mean? Like you're a black woman who's college educated. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Or you're a black woman who's an, a business owner. Or you know you're a black woman um, who's a white collar professional. Like, listen, there's so many walks of life for being a black woman. And the one thing is always the same, like you said earlier, not being seen, mm-hmm. not being appreciated, not feeling loved, and most importantly, never being safe. <laughs> Hello here? So, yeah. And, <laughs> that part. And that doesn't matter if you have a damn doctor in front of your name or mm-hmm. if you don't have any acronym in front of your name. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that experience always brings us together which is like it's time out for that too i we don't have time for these type of like classes bullshit like i nobody has time for that i would love i think we should love and honor our sisters that have um decided to take that journey some black women don't want to do that right that's not everybody's that's not everybody's thing you know and And i honor the work that you've done but it doesn't make you better than this next black woman it doesn't it no. really doesn't. We need to fix that. We need to fix that too. You and know, if she's like making that. money off Instagram. Let her make her money off Instagram. Do you I understand? Just don't what I'm body saying? shame these people. All of that negative and judgmental energy, it doesn't do anything but continue to perpetuate white supremacy. You know, like, and not to like make it sound so dramatic, yeah. but it like what no, ultimately it's not does. It's true. But exactly. But when you <laughs> judge these other people and you're judging these other women, what does it give you? And I think that just goes back to us taking a moment pausing and being really thoughtful of like is this is this necessary right now or am I just following into a pattern of judgment you know what I mean because I heard yes. you know I've seen this before and I'm just gonna judge it and I'm just gonna like you know so they told me I needed a college degree to do anything you know what I mean they told me I needed a wedding ring before I had a baby it doesn't matter if she has yes. two three baby mamas or two three baby daddies is he is she taking care of her kids like stop just judging there other it people's is. lives like you don't know there what other people you don't know what other people's challenges are and we, we we need each other so much more than like we need each other so like we just need each other you know we need each other as black yeah. women and let's just show up for each other and you know that energy it really doesn't make you feel better ultimately you know it may make you it feel like you're on a high horse it make make you feel like you know you preaching the word of god but you're not <laughs> you're know. not because no no i think that's something important to talk about as well because you know i grew up in church and I think um, what you communicate to people or some people are deserving of feeling loved while others are not. Mm-hmm. And and we do that to each other. You know, I grew up watching, especially older black women at church, just rip apart younger black women. Girl. You know what I mean? And it wasn't in the um, spirit of your elders. You know what I mean? Um, trying to impart to you wisdom you know it was through the lens of now as a grown woman i know what the lens is from some of it was just downright jealousy and anger around just your youth yeah. <laughs> you know so strange and right? then <laughs> that's a whole so other strange, conversation right yeah that's a whole other conversation <laughs> but it's real and then um the other part is just 
this need to feel like you have the right to um, tell someone who they should become, you know, mm. and what kind of, and what, what is a worthy woman? You know what I mean? Like what makes you worthy? And um, I mean, I, I'm going down a rabbit hole and you may cut this out too, but also uh, like our sexual freedom. Yes, you know no, what it's I mean? real though. You know, as um, as black women, I think that is something that we're also taught to be shameful of, you know, and the and the women who are like, I'm not going to be ashamed of that, you know, are called out of their names. And, you know, there's this way where we're like, mm, that's not respectable behavior. And it's like, hmm, I've, I've just really been taking some time to just reevaluate. You know, why I'm side-eyeing somebody. Yeah. You know, like, hmm, maybe that's my shit. Like, exactly. maybe that's, maybe you, maybe you're walking in a freedom that I wish I had, you know, or that I haven't yet chosen to, you know, take on. And instead of taking some notes and some pointers, I'm over here being a hater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I think that's another part of self-care and the other part of truth, not just the truth that you're telling, but the truth that you experience through watching other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, hmm, is my truth really a truth or is my truth a feeling of insecurity? <laughs> right, you know that I mean? I'm using to protect myself <laughs> from, you yeah, know, from really confronting, exactly. confronting my own shadow work, some stuff that I really need to figure out yes. for myself. Like, it makes me yes. think about just like, and this is not to go down another tangent, but just thinking about how judgmental we can be over sex, you know, black women, you know, just building off of what you were saying just now. And I feel like that's just tied to our experiences in slavery and being raped by like white slave masters, you know what I mean? And just like the violence against mm. women that you can like, you can blame black women for being over-sexualized for not, for you, you not being able to control yourself or justify the violence against them. We still mm. do that. I just think about my entire life. You know me, I got hips, you know, I'm a, I'm a very curvaceous woman and how just even yeah. from a young age, having to police my physical body because the world over-sexualized it. Yes. I just think yes, I do. all of that goes, I mean, girl, you got, we both, we both got booty. Girl, we both. <laughs> so we both like God you know did I mean? God didn't leave us out when he was handing that out. He actually he was like, oh my bad. Oh shit. Let me just not do that. <laughs> all right, you gonna be good. You all right, you all right. But <laughs> that was like the real moment. Because like just even just thinking about that and even feeling like you, I don't know about you, but feeling you have to police parts of your body and dissociate from them so that then it's like how can yeah. you fully love yourself you know when just by your very existence it's a problem you know like yes. you can't yes, you can't just be a kid and wear shorts what what do you Ooh, mean that's so good you know what that's i mean right. like what do you mean do. and so then again that's I why do. it talks about now why it's such a pain point for me you know bringing it full circle seeing that this is now this thing, this trend that all these non-black women are doing when this has literally been a point of shame and, you know, and really just like even people making fun of me my entire life for a good portion of my life before I guess it turned into being a sexy thing, you know, or just, mm. and I just, 
how many times do we do this to black to black girls? Like we demonize and make terrible, you know, things about them that are really great, just feel terrible throughout their childhood, and they grow into adults, mm-hmm. and it's just like, what's wrong with you? Why why do you have such a hard time mm-hmm. loving yourself? What do you mean? Why do I have mm-hmm. such a hard time loving myself? And again, that happens in our families too, right? That happens with them within yeah. our fun- or within our friend groups, and it's just again to your yeah. point, why are you projecting this feeling onto this onto this child, onto this little onto yeah. this young girl? Because yes, someone did it to yes, you, right. that doesn't mean what it, mean it's right. And where did they get that idea from? What is that idea even rooted in? Is it rooted in her liberation and freedom, or is it just another? No. Is it just another shackle? Right? Truly, because yes. this this conversation about the care for Black women and the self care for Black women, I think is so like it's extensive because there's so many opportunities for us to just do better. Because <laughs> it's yes. just like, and, I, and, and so literally negligent. in your everyday life. <laughs> yes. In your, your everyday, everyday life. life. I've been doing a lot of, uh, I've made a promise to myself that I'm not going to walk into my forties. Um, just not being comfortable in my own skin. Yes. You know, and, uh, just really taking notice of all the negative conversation I have in my own head mm-hmm. about my own self, Girl. just my own physical self. Like, I'm like, wow, like, where did that come from? You know what I mean? Like, why it's so much easier to insult myself than to give my own self a compliment. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and I think like, and no one ever sat me down and said, don't feel attractive, you know what I mean? Like, I think people all often feel like some extreme amount of it, like, yeah. tangible abuse, right, has happened to you for these type of conversations to take place. And you're like, no, what I'm telling you is, like, every day, imagine your life as a bucket, and it captures every negative, nonverbal, and verbal you know, comment that's ever said to you. Well, while there, you know, whether it's your when you're a child and like you said, you're wearing shorts and you're 12 now, and your mom's like, "Ooh, girl, your booty's looking too big," and that we gotta go find you something else to wear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, there was that little deposit right there, or ooh, you need to watch it. You know, you, you your shape is really starting to change. You know, don't wear this kind of dress to church. You don't want the men looking at you. Like, I'm having to, Girl. like you said, make myself. And here's where you really learn these lessons, I feel like. Uh, you feeling like you need to alter and change to make other people feel comfortable starts in those places. Mm-hmm. Don't make a man too attra- feel too attractive to you. You're like, how the hell do I do that? Like, what do <laughs> like, I do? What are y'all talking about? <laughs> like, what actually do I do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, don't do not do that. You know what I mean? Don't walk like that. Walk like what? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> how am I supposed to be walking? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're like, all these things are messages that you get from such a young age that teach you, uh, in particular as Black women, that it's your job to make sure other people don't want to do something to you that you don't want to happen. That they don't abuse you, right? (laughs) That's right. Because if you're abused, it's because of what you created Mm -hmm. and something you brought on. Like, that is absolutely the message. You know what I mean? Like, hmm, 
if you're sexually violated, that was your fault. It was. You know what I mean? Yeah. What were you wearing? How long, how late were you out? Did you know this person well enough? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, you're like, huh. And this is why people don't talk about it. It's, it's true. And I'm going to, and I don't, I don't know, and I don't know statistics and the numbers for white women, but I can say for black women, I know for sure this is why you don't ever bring up those types of conversations. No. You know? And just like it's like taboo. You don't bring those conversations up. Yeah. No, and it's taboo because it just, because you know? it was just, and I remember reading this book and they were talking about how, as opposed to other crimes, rape is one of those things and sexual abuse where you always blame the victim. It's not something where, you know, yeah. the attention is automatically on the victim. It's not something where people then, like, psychoanalyze the person. Like, why did they do this? It's always on you. When we have, when we're even sick sometimes in different places in our lives and we say, you know, I need a day off, we have to justify it. So imagine even having to justify a violence against you in that way. Or even just thinking about domestic violence within our home and just the dynamics right. between black men and black women. Yeah. I think yeah. even in that, how... How honest are we able to even be? And that's not to say that, again, Black women are perfect, that we are always the ones, like, we're never the perpetrators. That's not what I mean right. by and large, just dynamics. When I think about just patterns in my family, I mean, I think that there's right. just, like, there's something even to be said there, just in terms of that space to be honest about our experience. Right. <laughs> like, going that's back right. to what you're saying, you know, the honesty about being self-care, you know, can we just be honest about it and just be honest about all of it, so... I hope that we continue to have these types of conversations and not just have the conversations, but actually uh, take the things that we learn and apply them to just for like our everyday living, you know? And the thing I've challenged myself to do, I started doing this a few years ago. It's like when I see a black woman looking absolutely amazing like, I say that to her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I could be at the store. We can be at work or whatever. I say that to her. And I, I go out of my way, out of my way to use, like, a, affirmative, just, just affirmative words yeah. with other Black men. You know what I mean? Whether it's, like, hello, beautiful, or... I don't know. You're just, you're a wonderful person. You know what I mean? Like, I really appreciate your perspective. Like, just being kind to yeah. one another for me is just, I think it's the best thing that we can do for each other. And I think the other thing I would say is go out of your way to understand a Black woman who you would never take time to understand. Yeah. You know? And, and see their story. I've been watching, I went down the YouTube hole, um, <laughs> <laughs> the rabbit hole, uh, this show called um, Soft White Underbelly. Have you ever heard of it? No. And it's this, it's this group that does these very intimate conversations with um, people that live, I believe, central LA all through LA, but I think they focus in central LA. There's this main thoroughway called Figaro. And I think like a lot of prostitution happens on that strip. So they interview like prostitutes, they interview pimps, they interview 
um, just people who are struggling with addiction that happen to maybe homeless. Like they interview all these different people. And in particular, I watch the stories of the black women that they interview, you know, uh, whether it's addiction that they're struggling with, it may be a combination of addiction or prostitution. And just like to listen to these women's stories and hear like why they've chosen or how this life is like almost put itself on them you know what I mean and it's just amazing you know what I mean what people are able to survive Mm -hmm. and the kindness that I still see in particular in these interviews that these black women exude after someone has like ripped your face in half here you know what I mean and it was like I'm literally out here trying to feed my children you know or my children are, have been taken away from me because I got on drugs because I just couldn't deal with the day-to-day of what I do, but I still need to do it because I'm trying to put a roof over my head. And it, my, I just feel my heart breaking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm like, I haven't even taken the time to see this kind of black woman. Do you know what I mean? And to see how these stories could similarly be mine and the blessing that there's been some amount of, here I go using this word called strength. And I don't know if it's strength as much as it's like God's grace and opportunity to not have been let down those roads. Like in some sense, like we all kind of have a blueprint to have those type of existences. I grew up in a single family home. There wasn't a lot of money for anyone. It's for all intents and purposes because someone could just say it was poverty, you know? Yeah. Um, like, I could have taken a different road, you know? And to see women that took that different road, I just, I'm just at a place where I just want to be better, especially to us, you know, especially to us. And to just be like, sis, I love you. Like, I love you and I see you. And I'm not going to be the one who injures you today because you're probably going to be injured. And that's, I think that's the other truth about being Hello, a black yeah. woman. Yes. It's probably not a day where you're not injured. And people are like, well, is that necessarily true? You're like, you don't understand the, like, nonverbal abuse, you know, (laughs) the unconscious abuse. (laughs) A black woman are walking through, hell, just walking down the street and opening up a damn magazine and nobody in there that they're deeming as beautiful looks like you. So I'm not going to be the one to do that to you today. Yeah. You know, making that commitment. Like, just as the and as the bare minimum like today I commit to be kind to you today I commit to see you today I commit to stand with you yeah let's all and it do doesn't that have to be something big no yeah. it doesn't and like let's all just after this that be the takeaway from this right that if we mm-hmm. all stop doing this like we create a community that actually actively supports black women instead of tearing us we down do. How many of us can, I can't say that. There have been very few spaces where I felt like I was actively supported, you know? And like, that's beautiful. How many, you know what I mean? And if you, and if you, and that, and if that hasn't been your experience, then yes, God, you are blessed. Beautiful. Beautiful. But for (laughs) many of us, we don't, that's not our lived experience on a day-to-day basis, you know? And yeah. that with each other, with each That's other, with each other, yeah. not even this. We're not just talking yeah. about outsiders. This is even with each other. So it's like, yeah. I just echo everything you say. And if your takeaway isn't, if 
let your takeaway be be the beacon of kindness and light for other black women in the yeah. world it's yes. easy it's and let's make ourselves first so the rest of the world will do it too right you know? let's put us first, let's make ourselves first. and that's yeah. okay i'm putting us first i really am and um that don't mean i don't love i love anybody else less but you know it's just time for us to put us first <laughs> yes and it's, i think it's i think you can attribute it, i think you can look at it from this lens whenever you're on an airplane and they're yeah. giving you all the like, <laughs> emergency guidelines. They're like, put the oxygen mask on you first before you go trying to help somebody else. And this is for me the oxygen mask regarding like self care and self love for myself individually and for a collective as black women. Like this is the oxygen mask. Like that I see you and that I love on you when no one else is because I need someone to do it for me. Talk about most of this uh, episode as if this, this kind of work is not happening. Oh yeah. So I just want to acknowledge like all the black women who like actively do this for like every day, like it's their passion and purpose, you know, that this work is completed. And so just thank you for all of you who are like doing this right now as we're uh, like, trying to learn from you you know what I mean there's so many black women that are doing this kind of work and we see you and we love you and we support you and you are beacons you know of light for us so absolutely yeah for all the black women that are doing that I know a lot of black women there's a lot of black women therapists out there a lot of black women life Mm -hmm. coaches and get you Mm -hmm. you want you want some success in your life get you a black woman to help coach you through it Like that's true. You better, you better pray. Let me.